now more Operation Freedom with your host, Dr. Dave Janda, on Southeast Michigan's conservative powerhouse, Wham! Talk 1600. Welcome back to Operation Freedom, folks. I'm Dr. Dave Janda, broadcasting from our ancillary bunker, linked to our main freedom bunker in the People's Republic of Ann Arbor, where we are every Sunday for you from 2 to 5 Eastern. We're also available 24-7 at the following locations. Uh, we still do have a YouTube channel, although we have renamed YouTube into YawnTube because you can only speak about such as giving your dog a treat or watching your kid do a somersault. Because if you speak about anything that has any any kind of importance as it relates to the most important issue of our time today, that being the fraudulent election that occurred on November 3rd, 2020, well, uh, take it from me, that video gets taken down and then they question whether your channel will survive and the like, which is why we still try to get by and put some information up on YouTube, but where we put um, a fair amount of our content now on Rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E, rumble.com, same name of the channel, Operation Freedom. Go to rumble.com, type in Operation Freedom channel, and you can be with us. We uh, upload at least one new YouTube presentation every week on Rumble. We're also available 24-7, where the real of the matter, complete uncensored, is at DaveJanda.com, both the free, the public side, but more importantly, the subscription side, which is the extra content, extra shows, extra analysis, extra guests, plus access to all the archives. Folks that are a subscriber to this platform, if they miss the live radio show by 8 p.m. tonight due to my uh, my wingman, the great Derek Stone, he has the podcast up for all of our subscribers every Sunday night by 8 p.m. And uh, they are there for perpetuity. In fact, our subscribers have access to every one of the shows we have done all the way back to October of 2010. My next guest is someone I consider a very dear friend and someone who is an incredibly pa- incredible patriot and incredibly courageous. She has put her life on the line every day for many years. And she does that because she's providing you the truth. Information that the bought-off, lamestream, fake media tentacle of the deep state will never touch. Why? Because that deep state wants you uninformed, ill-informed, misinformed, disinformed, because it makes you an easier target, a target that they are intent in stripping what remaining freedoms and liberties you do have. Their goal is to take them all away. Sarah Westall has been on the front line of trying to prevent that from occurring by providing you the ammunition in, in, in the form of Uh, Not lead, but in the form of information, truth, and facts. Sarah Westall is an incredible Renaissance woman. She is a successful entrepreneur, a business executive. She's created and developed multiple companies, including a successful management consulting firm. She has a computer science and business management systems degree from the College of Science and Engineering at the University of Minnesota, with an emphasis in management information systems from the Carlson Business School. Sarah started her career at the center of the internet revolution at U.S. West Communications, where she was promoted eventually became director of the advanced networking group responsible for all of the system's design and development for enterprise. Currently, Sarah, a partner at Galax Consulting. She's the host of a national radio show, Business Game Changers. She has a phenomenal website, Sarah Westall, Sarah Westall, W-E-S-T-A-L-L, sarahwestall.com. It's my honor to welcome back my friend, Sarah Westall. Sarah, welcome back to Operation Freedom Platform. Thank you, Dave. It's always my pleasure. 
Well, Sarah, let's um, let's talk let's talk about um, well the most important information on the election fraud which occurred on November third, which you believe the public is unaware because the bought-off lamestream fake media refuses to go near it. What are some of the most salient pieces of information that you think are have not been delivered to the public at large? Well, I put together a list of the most incriminating pieces of evidence that we have. And I think maybe that is, I don't know how much people know, but if you're watching the mainstream media, you don't have any of this. <laughs> you have to be, yeah. You have to be watching. It's so incredible. Well, listen to some of this. Okay. I just had Patrick Byrne on the other day. It's my latest show. And he just, I mean, I, I had to look this up. There are over 50,000 sworn affidavit now, affidavits now, according to Patrick Byrne, both from Republicans and Democrats. And as you know, he's been involved as much as you are with uh, the lawyers and the attorneys and everything else. Um, th another fact that I don't know if people know, this is out of Pennsylvania, One point. 1.8 million ballots were mailed out, but there were 2.5 mail-in ballots made or votes made with mail-in ballots. It's like, how, how could that be, right? I mean, you can't have 1.8 mailed out and 2.5 mailed in. It doesn't work that way. Another stat, being from Michigan, you probably know on it very well, Matthew DiPerno, who did a forensic audit with the Dominion Voting Systems, and Miriam Henning, what a great journalist. She was following this all along and mm -hmm. broke that information. Um, the Michigan audit showed that Dominion System had a 68% error rate. Okay, just to put this in perspective, the Federal Election Commission guidelines says that you can only have one in 250 ballots can have an error rate. That's 0.0008%, not 68%. And why is that relevant? Because it allows, what it did is allowed a human to go in and manually correct it without oversight. Right. And, and, you know, Sarah, one of the things that happens, so that's called adjudication, right? So when there's an error, it gets kicked out, which means, as you said, and an, an individual not supervised by anybody, not monitored by anybody, can alter the ballot. Well, here's the thing. They, they make photocot they make photos the system makes photos of every ballot well when that ballot is adjudicated or when it's kicked out and then it's changed the new ballot takes the place of the old ballot and the original photo is deep sixed yeah it's real bad it's it's horrible <laughs> i know okay now listen to this is something people probably don't have not heard this is from cindy powell's recent report that she gave to the U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee. And in that, the analysis has established that there was a 5.6% increase in votes for one candidate for president across the entire Dominion system with all other variables frozen. So essentially, they increased the votes for Biden by 5.6% across the entire Dominion system. Big deal. Okay, another stat. This is um, something that Epoch Times uh, just put out, and this is correlates very closely with what I, what I did about a month ago, where we we're looking at user or uh, voting data. I, I knew there needed to be more analysis because this was the original data, but this is what the analysis was coming out with, and it matches. Um, but this is significant because it shows George, George's data shows over 30,000 of Trump's votes were removed. Another 12,103 were switched to Biden. 
And this just was uh, presented by data sciences at the Georgia at the Georgia Senate hearings this past Wednesday. But he only lost by twelve thousand six hundred seventy votes in Georgia. Right. Trump did. Right. So just that puts him over the top. Not counting all the other fraud. Okay, this is not. This is very similar. Now, I there's over five hundred data scientists in one group, and that this was a uh, Truman Black. He's a you know, people that all get together, they work on all these like, uh, forums, the scientists, computer scientists all over the world do. But they made a group of computer scientists from universities and top uh, corporations all over the country after this happened. And they were coming up with data. And there's another group of over 400 ex-data intelligence officials that came together. And this is just the Epoch Times just um reported on that. Patrick Byrne, as you know, hired his own group of professionals. It was so obvious to him. He's like, oh my God, I'm going to hire people. There is so much proof, but what they're all coming out with, and Patrick Burns uh, agreed with that, his group came up with this too, is that, and this is what Truman Black told me on the phone, is that they're showing that it's not just the swing states that Trump won in. He won in all the states except New York. And um, I don't know why New York voted, but that's just how New York went. And that not only was uh, did Trump win, but they took the Congress and the Senate, too, according to all this data. If they did a serious forensic on this where the people could see it, that's what it would prove. And that's what all these data scientists, these computer scientists, these experts who are trained at the top universities in the world are coming back with. You know, you know, Sarah, one of the frustrations I have is that right now there's a senatorial runoff being run in Georgia. And I don't understand why it's being run. Because it's, as you just stated, as you just stated, yeah. the results from November 3rd, I believe, would have shown that Purdue and possibly even Doug Collins won outright, won outright. And there is absolutely no need, no need for another election, especially on election that's being run on the same infrastructure, the voting machines and the like, and the reporting system that that caused the first criminal fraud event. Yeah, I don't. I just don't even. It's so ludicrous. There shouldn't even be a runoff. Exactly what you're saying. None of this should be happening. Well, they won outright, and so did other people that aren't in there now. And then, Sarah, on, on December 30th, Jovan P P Pulitzer, I know you watched the testimony, testified in front of the Georgia Senate. He spoke about the fact that he believed many uh, tens of thousands of fraudulent ballots were used, and he has a technology that can analyze 500,000 ballots over two hours' time and can analyze the ballots about what's a fraudulent ballot, what's a, what's a legitimate ballot, and the like. And the Georgia Senate, to their credit, said, you know, why don't you just look at one county, Fulton County, where Atlanta's based? Why don't you look at those? Well, then, okay, they start doing that on the 31st, and needless to say, trucks are pulling up and taking the ballots and, and not only taking them, but trying to shred them and the like into tiny pieces, as Pat yeah. Burns said, not just into shreds, but tiny spitball pieces. But but then he also testified, and we're going to play this clip, and, and from someone with an Internet background, as I mentioned uh, in your in your introduction, uh, this is why it's significant for you to, I think, comment on this and for our listeners to hear your commentary. 
Uh, Joe Von Pulitzer said, we have a team and the team has hacked in live into this current Georgia Senate runoff that's running and we're adding data and subtracting data uh, live while he's giving this presentation in front of the Georgia Senate. Derek, play that clip for Sarah and then let's get her analysis on this. No, there's multiple teams working on this and our technology teams into it. And as was broke uh, early in the week and last week about connected devices at this very moment at a polling location in the county, um, not only do we now have access through the devices to the poll pad, the system, but we are in. And it's not supposed to have Wi-Fi, and that's not supposed to be able to happen. So we've docu documented now it's communicating two ways in real time, meaning it's receiving data and sending data. Should never happen. Shouldn't be Wi-Fi. We've now documented it in real time so we can suck down the data. But that's going on right there where everybody's voting. And I just wanted to get it into the record. Thank you. Well, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Jones, Senator One of those, is it a mobile uh, precinct or is it a... No, it a, it's, a it's a standing, standing. building okay. that this should not happen. Right. And, and it shouldn't happen in any way, but this is another one in real time. won't disclose location because every location is right, being right, checked, right. but we've now confirmed it 100%. Right. Thank you. Yes, sir. Senator Beach, did you... And, and now come to Sil Beach and the Tillery. Did you have a question? I okay, well, Senator Tillery. Thank you. Um, thank you for your testimony. We've heard that there's three different types of machines, a scanner, a ballot market device, and a polling pad. Right. Do you know which one it is communicating, or can you tell that? Or uh, right now... Um, what you heard in the past was coming through the thermostat and stuff. This is now a more direct access way, and so this is coming through the polling pad device where they're checking everything. But now, you know, it only takes one device where you daisy chain them together and do it. The most important thing is that shouldn't be two-waying and even shouldn't be accessible or on, and it's there. Sarah, the significance of that testimony. Well, he's just pr bringing the proof that a lot of these other analysis, you know, has come up with that. In fact, the other group that I talked to, they they have all the different points where the internet was, you know, where the network was breached and they went right into those voting machines. It's happening all over the place, but I'm glad they brought up and specifically brought proof and showed them 100%, which is what a, a forensic audit does, is we look and see where everything happened. And that's what it's pointing to. And why is it significant? Because what it's showing, and this is what Sidney Powell's report said, and this is the other last point that I made that I haven't gotten to yet, I wrote down that I wanted to talk about, is the foreign election interference. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so significant. Not only is it that you can tap in and switch votes with various software, but we also now are open to having election interference from foreign actors as well. And what the electronic data is showing us is that it was, or the forensics was showing us, is that the data was transmitted to Germany, Barcelona, Serbia, and Canada. And there's also evidence of Iran involved as well, and China. I mean, this is really a serious, serious issue. I mean, that's... that's you know, I had Patrick Byrne on, and he talked about how China takes down a country with just taking down a leader and how it's a tactic that they've used in the past, and their intelligence groups talk about it. And what did what happened here? I mean, I don't know for sure if that's what happened, but that is a known military tactic or intelligence tactic. We are sitting ducks with this system. 
And that's the point. And, and I have a bunch of points here that came out of Sidney Powell's foreign election interference. She did a 21-page executive summary, um, and she did it in front of the Senate Intelligence Committee. It was for them so that they could hear what the foreign election interference has been. And she has over 270 pages of documentation and evidence supporting these claims. And I'm telling you, this is extremely serious. The FBI and the National Security Division and the DOJ, they all knew these national security issues and threats before the election and did nothing. And um, here's some other issues. Dominion and Smartmatic heard a physical address in Barbados, despite their insistence that there's no relationship between the two companies. I mean, I'm just going to give you some highlights from this. They also have a mutual non-compete agreement detailing shared resources and code. They share their resources and code, but claim they have no relationship. They're lying. The fact that a Smartmatic board member, Peter Neffenberger, is named as a key member of Biden's presidential transition team. Also, members of George Soros' Open Society Foundations are also serving board members of Smartmatic. And, you know, George Soros' was really his uh, latest, uh, Lord Malik Brown, was the president of what was it, Smartmatic or Dominion. He was involved yes, in one of those Smartmatic. Companies. Yes, Smartmatic. Yes. And now he's named as the head of the Open Society Foundation. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just keeps going on and on and on. Multiple expert witnesses and cyber ex experts identified acts of foreign interference in the election prior to November 3rd and continued for the following weeks. They just kept telling people nobody did anything. Um, what else is really important? Oh, the Iran hacking into our systems. Um, oh, the... <laughs> the, the Staple Street Partners is an equity firm that owns Dominion Voting Systems, okay? Their CEO, who I can't even pronounce his name, Hooten Hagutsbada, <laughs> is the CEO and chairman of... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you can spell it either. Okay, no, I can't. Or, or no. either. No. Chairman of... No matter how much smarter you are than me. <laughs> mm. Okay, chairman of Staple Street Capital, okay? That is the entity that owns Dominion, Okay. They were a close, he was a close confidant of Saddam Hussein and worked for the Saudi bin Laden group. He previously worked at the Carlisle Group and Cerberus Capital Management. And you know what? That Cerberus Capital Management was involved in that Christmas morning bombing, by the way. Oh, um, go into that. Go after what? you're finished. After you're finished here, go into that. <laughs> yeah, well. I don't know as much as I, I wish I knew on that, but I can give you some information. And one last thing. Oh, no, I, I'm pretty much done because I said my last thing earlier. But the Christmas bombing, yeah, the, the Dominion Capital um, is involved with the Cerberus Capital Management. And that that was what was bombed on Christmas morning. And the evidence that I have, and now I don't know. I haven't been digging into you know what I get I hear that and I hear all the the coincidences put together and then I'm going to hear the spin and I'm like okay I'm done with it I just I'm so sick of these people but what I heard is that they got a 15 minute warning before the bomb went off and then there was a um there was somebody with a dog going through making sure the area was cleared out this is what I heard from a source okay and that they think that they were going after records and stuff that was stored underneath the building because the good guys, not the bad guys, which I thought was weird because they the bad guys don't give people a forewarning as to what's going on. That's what my source told me. I okay. thought that was very interesting. 
I don't know what's true or not, but I, I needed to share it because because there was somebody looking, um, warning people. There was somebody going through with a, a dog, making sure things were cleared. And this does have a connection to the Dominion systems. So there's something here. Yeah, and actually my sources do confirm the fact that that event was centered on the records that were in the building, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what and this it is a all- very, very similar model, actually, although the my sources tender this more toward an, uh, um, the nefarious side behind what happened here. And it was a model very similar to the Oklahoma City event at the Murrow building, where ultimately the records in the basement were removed. Those records in the basement in Oklahoma City, according to one of the investigators on this, Colonel Lieutenant Colonel Craig Roberts, who's been a guest on our platform a number of times, those records were actually um, very illustrative of the Clinton activity in Arkansas and our own government's activity emanating from or involving MENA, Arkansas, and related to the drug trafficking issue. And those records were moved a couple months before the Oklahoma City bombing into the Oklahoma City, uh, Oklahoma City Murrah building. And then next thing you know, there's this Timothy McVeigh guy and there's a rider truck. And uh, according to Colonel Roberts, there were actually explosives within the building itself that they that were found that had not been discharged. So, uh, and this reported event in Nashville, according to my sources, was an event, but not perpetrated by the good guys, but actually perpetrated by the the, the dark side. And their goal was to take out the infrastructure going into that building, the fiber capabilities in and out, essentially rendering that that building uh, blind so that operatives could go in and retrieve and get rid of and manipulate and, and delete and add data. Well, I think that makes more sense than the good guys doing it. But, I, you know, I obviously it was an operation. It's yeah. kind of like Building 7 going down on 9-11, and it just happened to have all the SEC files in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, and it didn't have backups or anything, no. So, Sarah, educate our listeners on how they can follow you because you have been one of the victims of the censorship uh, blackout. Educate our listeners because everybody wants to follow you on a daily basis. Well, yeah, go to my um, and that's where you can follow me. You can subscribe to all my different places. I'm on BitChute. YouTube is worthless. Like I tell everybody, we should just stop. I think they are complicit in crimes against humanity. And I, you know, because they're not letting us. Uh, doctors speak they're not they're taking down a country they're they're propagating the coronavirus uh charade which has caused hunt over 100 million more children to die of starvation that's crimes against humanity so i don't want to support an organization like that but go on to my website there's all sorts of stuff going on i wanted to get to the commission the 11 senators that are trying to get a commission um, to look over voter fraud, uh, and otherwise they're going to reject the electors, you know, ballots that just came out this this weekend. So there is still light at the end of this tunnel. I think we can still we can still do this with, uh, you know, turning this thing around. Everybody needs to get there on the fifth. Be there by the fifth in Washington D.C. because the sixth is when they vote. You want to be there a day early. Sarah, I'd like. 
for everything you have done, are doing, and will do. You have been on the front line of maintaining every American's freedoms and liberties. Sarah Westall, W-E-S-T-A-L-L.com. Folks, you're listening to Operation Freedom. Dr. Dave Janda broadcasting from our ancillary bunker. A link to our main freedom bunker in the People's Republic of Ann Arbor.